I'm like, listen, you field fairies. Like, I ain't coming, I ain't coming to put on my soccer cleats. And you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I did. What's up, gang? My name is Chase. And my name's Luke. And we are Crooked, Crooked Sticks. Sticks. Season two, episode two, baby. Episode two. We're, we're back. We're rocking and rolling once again. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys had a, a chance to tune into episode one. Last week, we talked about power of prayer. And so, if you haven't done that yet, go check it out. Uh, we're getting back into the swing of things, so we appreciate you guys uh, rocking with us. Yeah, today we kind of want to talk about something a little bit different in our lives to where um, there's been a lot of like influential people or influential things in our life as growing up um, that have made us the people we are today. Mm. Uh, and I think digging into some of those and just talking about maybe, uh, maybe giving you thought on who was influencing your life as you were growing up and who influences your life today and um, how kind of we structure our life today. Because I think there's there's people you need to put in your life that are always going to be influential to you. And if you put the wrong people in your life, it might go really south. So um, just having bringing that up and having those conversations with yourself on who's in your life right now I think it's pretty key. So, you know, what's crazy is like, so when you told me the topic, I started thinking and I'm like, man, every single, like you start thinking back on these people in these moments, right? Yeah. And you can start to, you honestly can see that God was at work that whole time, which is super cool. Like all these people that, that came into your life or all these moments you had, it was for a reason. Right. And so I feel like God's doing a lot of behind the scenes work that we don't see. And as you, as you grow older and you take that time to look back and kind of reflect and, and stuff like that, you can, it's cool to have that perspective and just be like, yeah. dang, like God was, God was moving and I didn't even know it. Yeah. You know, I had no clue. And so like, um, one, one person that stood out to me immediately was obviously my mother. Um, you know, my mom was, was super strong in her faith. She was always, uh, you know, showing me by example, what it looked like to live for Jesus, what it looked like to work hard, um, what it looked like to not take handouts. She was always working for her stuff and and working hard for it. Um, and and just, she had the, she had the kindest and most generous heart uh, of anyone I've ever met. Um, she was always willing to open her home to people and, and give money when she could. And like, she was just, that's, that's what she did. And, and it's funny because I say that, but if my mom were sitting here and she heard that, I know she would say, well, Chase, I was just trying to be a reflection of Christ. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, yes, she was extremely influential in my life, but it was because of who she was reflecting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, so, and I mean, growing up, she was, I mean, she was an influence on all our us guys. Yeah. You know, because we would be over at your house hanging out and... Um, doing the, the pizza parties, Pete's pizza. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shut up, Pete's. <laughs> the sweet and sour wings. I mean, I still, <laughs> I still order those dude, wings to this day. They're so good. They're so good. You so could just good. drink the sauce, but. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Shut Anyways, but. Yeah, <laughs> just drinking cups of ranch, man. Yeah, ranch and queso. Oh my and, gosh, that's gross. But uh, but yeah, Susan, she played a role in a lot of people's lives, and she might not have even realized it. You know, I just don't think she acknowledged that. I think yeah. she was just like, "I'm just doing me," and and you know, or or trying to live like Christ. You know, like that's yeah. that's what she. You know what's what's really cool, and I should bring it because I should read it one day, um, for you guys. But my mom wrote a note. And I found it, 
I found it in her journal after she passed, right? And it, I don't know it word for word, but on there, it's, it's basically saying when I die, which is crazy to think about that she wrote this mm-hmm. and then ended up passing away. She said, I want people to know me for Jesus. Like I want people to know when they think of Sue Paulson, I want people to think of Jesus. I want people to think of caring. I want people to think of kindness and generosity and loving and just just being a reflection of him. I want to do that to the best of my ability. And I, I have that set up in my uh, in my closet um, next to my watches and stuff. I just think it's so cool. You know, yeah. it's such a cool way to live. And you can see it in my mom every day. Even on her worst days, you could see her trying to be that, you know, and it was yeah. it was so cool. Who is the first person that came to mind when you thought of this? First person, I don't know. I, I got two different answers right here, and one is my mom. Mm. In, and the reason for my mom would be the same kind of aspect of being so caring and gentle. And now that I'm a parent, yeah, just looking back on her parenting styles, she was very, like, cool, calm, and collected, like, yeah. never really rose her voice at us or um, never really... I don't know. I it, it I can't parent like she ever did because she just did it so gently, like so yeah. good. And we all turned out very yep. well. It's the things know? it's the things you didn't appreciate then, but now that you're a parent, you appreciate yeah. cuz you understand how hard it is. Yeah, you don't yeah, realize for sure, what, man. Until you have kids, you don't realize what your parents have gone through, especially right. cuz we had I have two a brother and a sister, so there's three of us growing up. Right. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot, a lot of kids. On. That's, That's a lot, lot of going, going on. on. And we we weren't the <laughs> we yes. weren't the nicest to each other in a way. No, you, know? you weren't, for sure. You guys I remember being involved in a lot of those fights yeah. and arguments and kind of like the mediator between yeah. you and Adam and Allie slamming doors and pissed off and you know. Yeah. Um and, and you know, and then when your when your dad had his situation, she was solo there. You, right. you know, and there's a lot going on. And so you your appreciation even grows stronger. Yeah. And just yeah. how, how hard she worked and everything. It was yeah. just unbelievable looking back on it and being in the situation. I hope my family is never in the same situation right. to where she had to deal with. Yeah. And, of course, us kids and everything. And so, um, and then the second part, I would say a very influential person so far in my life is uh, Neil. Yeah. Um, Neil is one that, that earns the badge just because... Uh, ever since Liz and I have been together, he's been the most supportive. Uh, he always wants the best for us. He's always influencing God in our lives and, Mm. and making sure that we're on our walk. Um, we go to Bible study with him and Chris every Monday night for dinner. Um, they're just always pushing us to be better and, um, grow and to live life. And he's been a really good dad to the, to the girls, really good grandpa to the to the kids yeah so it's just beautiful it's beautiful to see it no and that i'll piggyback off of that because i could say bj you know talking talking in-laws um bj and sue i mean man they're you got to think like i was thinking about this on the drive over i've been with them 15 half my life yeah i've been a part of their family half my life and you know you know i mean i didn't have the best home situation and so um you know bj in a sense has been like a dad to me yeah like and, taking you under his wing. And I type appreciate deal. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, just the stuff he, you know, um, the stuff he can, he's, t- he's taught me, 
from from any aspect, business to fatherhood to uh, being a husband to the outdoors. I mean, just in, just yeah. anything. I mean, you're talking about a kid that. I didn't even know how to tie a freaking fishing knot when I met BJ. And he was looking at me like, I remember, dude. I remember he was watching me in the boat tie a knot, yeah. and he was just like. <laughs> and then finally he goes, ah, here, just, yeah, here, you just, here, take my pole. Let me do that. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. And now I can just freaking, you know. Right. Yeah. But that's, I mean, he was a huge part of that and, and teaching me, you know, the side of hunting, which these are now things that I'm super passionate about. Right. And they and they they keep me out of trouble. They give me uh, a way to escape, and you know that sort of thing. So he's been super uh, influential in my life. Um, it, you know, even having talks of um, where I'm at career-wise, and just his ability to sit down and kind of help me navigate that, or parenthood, and and how I'm being selfish with my time and my marriage, and his even bringing in his mistakes, which he doesn't have to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to share any of that with me, right. but he's willing to be vulnerable because he knows it'll help me. Yep. And he wants to see me treat his daughter well, and I want to treat his daughter well. And so it's, I mean, you get that, you know, yeah. it's, it's so cool. And then their marriage, um, you know, every couple has their things that they've went through. I'm sure they have too, but to watch those two and, and, and see what a marriage should look like yep. that, I mean, since I met Jess, that was like a huge thing in my life was to see them interact that way because I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't ever, I ain't ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen BJ raise his voice at Sue. I don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen him be disrespectful. I've never seen that. I, I've seen BJ get beat up by Sue and get pinched and stuff for making, <laughs> for making rude jokes, but I, I've never seen BJ treat his wife with disrespect. Right. And to me, as, as a kid that came from dysfunction, that was huge. Yep. I mean, that was, that was massive in my life. So talk about I, influence. Oh my you know? gosh, dude. I'm, I'm so appreciative of those guys and, and just the, the example they set for not only me, but their entire family, you yeah. know, all their kids. And so it's, it's been super cool. Well, that's and that's just cool. going to go generations too. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely amazing, but yeah, the influence that good couples have on people. Cause you look at the other side of it where, um, it could be the dad is mean or the mom is mean, and you just think of the generational uh, issues that come from that. So yeah. those those people are staples in our lives to show us good relationships, putting God first, and and just building off of that and making sure yeah. everybody around them is doing doing the right thing too. Absolutely. Well, one, another thing I thought of was sports. Yeah. You know, like like sports. I. Growing up, I I love sports. I was, you know, um, football, uh, track and field, you know, all that stuff. I loved it. But one thing, one thing for me that sucked, and I'll never forget this. So I'm going to share this story. But when I when I got into high school, I was at. I remember going to football camp, was doing like the two a days and all that, and I just mm-hmm. had such an issue with authority, so I just quit. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm yeah. done. I'm not doing this anymore. I quit track. I quit all of it. Cause I was just, I was having such an issue from that. And a lot of that stemmed from my home life. Cause I had such a lack of respect for my dad and for, you know, authority in that regard. Yep. And so I was, I was, I kind of had developed this effort mentality, like effort. I'm done. I'm just not going to do it. Yep. It's easier this way if I just don't do it. And, uh, I'll never forget. I, I, um, I was sitting at the lunch table or I was sitting in class somewhere and, and Charlie and Scotty, we're like, hey, dude, you should come play soccer. 
I'm like, listen, you field fairies. Like, I ain't coming, I ain't coming to put on my soccer cleats. And you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I did. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, but it was cool because I went to practice and it was the captain's practice. So I didn't, I hadn't met the coach. I hadn't, whatever. But the environment and the vibe and all that was, was super cool. And I was like, I could, I could get into this, you know, and they needed a goalie. So I was like, I'll play goalie. I'll, I'll block some stuff, I'll, whatever. Yeah. And so I ended up, uh, I ended up joining and, um, Pete was our coach and I'll never forget Pete. He was, he was such a chill dude. Um, had a really good vibe about him. He, he was the type of guy that I don't know anything about Pete on a personal level, but I can just get the the feel that maybe he went through some stuff. Yeah. Maybe some, maybe his parents, you know, whatever, maybe not the best home life. I don't know. But he, uh, he was just that type of guy that could level with you. And, and he could meet you where you were at. If you were pissed off, if you were, you know, whatever, he could just meet you where you were at, level with you, talk to you, and you would, you'd be good, you know. But then he could also drop the hammer on you when you needed it. But you could tell he was doing it out of love. Right. He wasn't just doing it to drop the hammer on you and get pissed at you and take his anger out. He was doing it out of love. And um, <laughs> so, so where where that's influential in my life, uh, the biggest part of it is I remember we had a game it was an away game an important game and i made a crucial mistake right so i'm in the net and the score is tied and it's pouring rain okay okay so i got a goal kick put the ball down and i'm kind of like strategically thinking in my head how can how can we do this right and in my head i'm like okay i'm going to play the ball short to my defender so i'm just going to kick it right outside the 18 I'm going to call for it back, have him play me back. I'll run to the top of the 18, and I'm just going to boot this thing as far as I can, get it as far into their offensive zone as I possibly can, give my guys an opportunity to take a shot, get a goal, get the go-ahead goal, and win. Yep. And so everything worked out great until I booted it, dude. <laughs> so oh, I kicked no. it to the defender. He played it back when I called for it. I get it. I go to the top of bo- top of the box. I boot this thing. And uh, because of the conditions, I didn't get it as far as I wanted to. And their their midfielder had this had a leg on him, dude. I mean, the, his shot was crazy, right? The ball's coming down. As soon as it touches the grass, he stops it. Like, it didn't even bounce once. He just traps <laughs> it, right? And he takes one touch and launches it. And I'm saying from the other side of center field. He launches that ball and it's coming with velocity, <laughs> dude. Like velocity, like just, phew. and I'm like, oh crap. You're so still picture at the like, 18, dude. yeah, dude. I'm at the 18, <laughs> thinking I just bombed this thing. You know, like my guys are gonna get it. I'm good here. Well, this thing, I see this thing coming, and I start doing like a safety drill, dude. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, backpedaling, and I got the hips turning, and all of a sudden I dive back and I put my hand up and I I just nicked it, but not enough to get it out of the net, right? So they score and they end up winning that game by one goal. Okay. So I get on the bus. It's silent. Everyone's pissed off, especially at me. And my coach just lights me up. He he's just he's hammering me. And uh, he goes, Chase, I'm gonna bench you. Like I I can't I don't trust you in the net. If you're gonna play like that, when I didn't ask you to play like that, you're you're playing too aggressive. I didn't call for that. Like mm-hmm. I'm benching you. And I was pissed. You know. So I go back, I clear out my locker, throw my name tag in the trash, and I quit. I, I went back to, I resorted back to my mentality. Yep. And I had, over the course of my two seasons or whatever I was playing, I actually started to develop 
a better mentality when it came to this. Like I, I started to kind of have this perspective of, um, you know, maybe people do care about me and they're not just hammering on me. They're doing this out of love because they see potential. Right. And, and yeah, my home life sucks, but everything else doesn't have to suck because of that. You know, so I was, I was having these changes of mind, but in that moment I fell back into my old way of thinking and I quit. Right. Yeah. A couple days go by and I'm sitting at the house and my, uh, my two captains, Charlie and, and Scott and, um, or three captains, Charlie, Scott, and Paul show up at my door and they come in and they sat me down at the kitchen table and they had a very uncomfortable conversation with me. And it was hard. It was hard to hear it. These are good friends of mine that I now consider brothers. And they're basically like, you need to grow up. Like get over it. It's, this is a sport. We, you make mistakes. You get benched sometimes. Like that is what it is. Yep. That's a way for you to learn from your mistake. That's a way for you to grow. And then they also reminded me, you quitting, it's not just impacting yourself. It's impacting your team, the team you committed to. It's very true. That conversation, why I'm telling you this story is that conversation they had with me was a huge influence in my life because it's it's carried. I've, I still think about it to this day. Yeah. You know, there's been many times where moving past high school, moving past all that, there's been many times I wanted to throw in the towel. My marriage at some points, my career, my team. I, I wanted to throw in the towel on my team and, and get away from my coworkers. I'm done with this, you yeah. know, God, my faith. And I keep, I think of that and I'm like, I can't, I made a commitment. You know, yep. we talk about commitment and it's like, no, dude, that, that conversation, it really ingrained in me. Like it's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. I got to set my stuff aside right? And stop being a child, grow up a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's helped me drastically. And sure, I still have, I still blow a cork at people and get pissed off and, <laughs> and, you know, want to throw in the towel on certain things sometimes, but it's really helped me kind of push forward in that way. Oh, for sure. You know, which is, which is super cool. So, I mean, you being in football and, and that, I mean, you were in Texas football, which is kind of, yeah. <laughs> which can be rough and stuff like that. I mean, did you ever notice that throughout your sports, kind of the influence coaches or anything like that? I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say the coach, the coaches directly. Um, Cause I didn't really put full effort into football. Sure. I played it throughout my senior year. Yeah. Um, but my full effort was more like partying and having fun. So, yeah. um, but I was, I was at practice. We did two days, everything like that. And yeah, same thing here of where I think back to, not necessarily conversations I've had with the coaches back then, but how much of an influence they were on us guys. Yeah. You know, pushing us forward, fighting the adversity. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. Uh, getting through all those um, all those hard times of them yeah. pushing us, you know, running forty right. forties. You know. Right. And um so that was, that was, I still, like you said, I still think back on some of that, um, on a regular basis of, yeah. of those coaches who were in my life. Yeah. Um, and just going off of like people, you think of how many people have been sat down and they never like take those conversations and use them in their life. Right. And then they just keep screwing up or they keep doing the same thing. Yep. I mean, it's something that we need to do is open our eyes to that. And, right. and 
Oh, and I wrestled with it, dude. Yeah. Like it hit me to the core. I mean, I laid there that night. I, I remember vividly. I mean, I laid there and I just couldn't sleep because I kept thinking about these are my friends, right? They should be on my side. Yeah. And they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're totally, uh, they're totally against me right now, but with love, yeah. you know, and, uh, it was, it was crazy. But again, I needed that because nobody else in my life was having that conversation with me. Right. I had nobody else telling me that my, my ma, I love her to death, but my ma, if I quit, she'd be like, well, yeah, it sounds like they weren't being fair. You know, <laughs> <laughs> She loved me. She didn't want to, she didn't want to make me feel worse. Right. She's right. a comforter. That's what a mom does. They comfort and they care, right? <laughs> and so my mom would be like, yeah, you're right. You know, they, they were treating you. That wasn't fair of them. And I'm like, but now that I think about it, it was totally fair. Yeah. If you, I can't, if I you can't had make a the narrative call or, that made Susie believe. You oh, know? I'm sure I did, you know, and, and every kid does. Right. Yeah. But, and then especially my dad, I just, my dad would just, he might make his smart, smart out comment like, like, oh, well, you're letting them down or, you know, whatever. And then yeah. he would just move on. It wasn't a very, it wasn't very uh, constructive, you yeah. know? Um, so no, man, I, I appreciate those guys to this day for, yeah. for coming in and having the balls to just come sit with me and say that. I mean, I'm their friend. And, and so for them to do that was huge. Yeah. Absolutely. And you look at their lives now. I mean, we have, I don't talk to many of them. I've talked to Charlie recently, but not Scott yeah. or Paul, but, but you look at, these guys on social media who were captains of the soccer team. Right. And all of them have turned out very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, to, I mean, we're rolling, we're all rolling into our thirties at this point. And it seems like a majority of the people that we had, um, in school. And there's been a couple down in Texas that have kind of fallen off the wagon, but, um, majority of the people that we grew up with and were hoodlums with and had fun with, (laughs) have turned out to be good people, which is awesome to see too. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. And so, um, any other, any other moments? I mean, I know we talk sports and stuff. You said some of your coaches, the influence, what about like moments? Have there been any influential moments? Yeah, I was trying to think of one, but I don't really have one off the top of my head. Um, I know influential moments as in like bad things happening. Sure. Of course, my dad had a stroke and where it turns out better, positive. Yeah. In a way, I mean, yeah, my whole life wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right here right now if it wasn't for my dad having a stroke. Sure. In sixth grade. Yep. You know, so I think that as like not a, not a true influential, influential moment in a good way, but in a bad way. Um, but at the same time, my life turned out how it did. Yep. Um, and then when my dad passed away, uh, in my, I guess it was early twenties. Yep. Um, yeah, that was another moment where it was like, okay, life is starting to get really short here. Right. You know, already in your twenties, things are happening to where you're starting to have to grow up a little bit quicker in a way, Yep. you know, 20 year olds, you're usually, um, usually at both parents at that point for the majority. Right. Uh, and you're, um, just living life how you want to. But I, I felt like I had to take on further responsibility just because of that happening. Right. Because I had to grow up myself well, very, then, very early. And then you're, you're also thinking of your mom, yeah. you know, and as a son, as a son, you want to take care of your mother. You want to make sure she's right. good. And I feel that, you yep. know, and so you just keep going with that, but I'll throw it back at you. Um, 
any moments before we move on to the next step here? Yeah, I mean, so I'll <clears throat> I'll say these two things. So you just said growing up, having to grow up, mm-hmm. right? And so one person, shout out my wife, my hot wife, Jesse. Um, my my wife. So I've been with Jess since I was fifteen. You know. And a lot of you guys, <laughs> a lot of you guys growing up, you were like, she is super controlling, dude. Like she, like I remember, Shout out Derek. I remember Derek <laughs> and all these guys, they, they would kind of nag on, you know, they beg on Jess a little bit because they thought she was so controlling. And it's like, she, she really wasn't, she was just way mature, more mature than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, she had sure. her head on straight. We didn't. And yeah. so we looked at it as being controlling and, and this sort of thing. But honestly, she was a huge influence in my life because I think if I wouldn't have been with Jess, I would have, my life would have looked very different. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, I didn't drink throughout high school. I didn't do any drugs because I didn't want to. That was, that was a choice of mine that I made, um, playing sports and just trying to do as good as I could. Cause I wasn't a good student to begin with. So I didn't need to make it worse. You know what I mean? And, and just different things like that. Um, and also my dad being an alcoholic, I didn't want to go down that road. Right. Yeah, that was something I told myself I wouldn't do. Eventually I did, but I, again, I think it would have came quicker had I not had Jess in my life. Yep. Um, so kind of keeping me, I, I always say, I always say this, I tell Jess this all the time, God, I, I firmly believe God put Jess in my life to keep me on track Yeah. to, to keep me kind of on a straight and narrow versus where he, he probably knows I would have ended up had I not been with her. Definitely. Um, and, and I so look I'm at the same with, with Liz. Yeah. And I'm, you know? I'm so grateful for that. I mean, I know it, I know it was hard on you guys. Like I remember you and Derek, you know, it was like, Oh dude, you, you come, come, come party, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and it, it, I just, I wasn't there, you know, and yeah. she was helping me. What it was though, is she was helping me kind of take on a new perspective and mature right. a, little, a little bit, which again, I'm very grateful for. Um, yeah. And Derek and I were just flying by the seat of our pants at that point, you know, just, just coasting with life and, you know, so, I mean, I'm sure if one of us would have gotten a serious relationship at that time in our lives, it would have been a little bit different, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's. Derek, Derek, man. Derek would harp hard. Um, hose, but... ho- bros before hoes, man. You'll never be with this girl for longer than like a year. And here we are, dude. Here we... Shout out Derek. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best man in my wedding. And he should oh, stand there that's funny, and just dude. eat his words, dude. Um, um, so another, okay. Another moment that I thought of, um, that was huge. I mean, this, this moment was so cool. I could never forget it. Um, Mark and Sarah, uh, friends of ours from church. Okay. When we first kind of found our faith, they were like, Hey, you guys got to come with us. We got, we're going over to the cities for this event or this conference, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but the organization or the, the, the people we were going to see this conference, it was being hosted by crew CRU. And so this, it, it used to be called, I think crusade Campus Crusade for Christ or something like that. Okay. But it's basically, it started out in UCLA like 60 years ago or 70 years ago, whatever. And um, it was basically their mission was to like reach college students and military and, you know, th- these types of people that need Jesus, right? Yep. And uh, I think they mainly focus on college campuses, if I'm not mistaken. And so they were coming over to the Twin Cities to basically do a conference for a college or colleges in the area. And I think Sarah went to one of those colleges, whether it was like St. 
like Bethel or, you know, something yeah. like that. One of the saint schools or whatever. Um, what is St. Anne or what? I don't know. Whatever. St. Thomas. Whatever. St. Thomas. Who knows? But I went to this conference and again, being new to my faith, like, of course, my mom and, you know, people in my life older than me had mentioned Jesus and talk about Jesus and right. try to get me to follow that and whatever. But it's like, as kids, what do we commonly do? We think, oh, okay, yeah, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, and, just brush it off. But when you can see it from a different, when I walked in that building and I could see kids my age, hands in the air, praise it, like genuinely praising God. Yeah. It was like, whoa, that's different. <laughs> like there's, there's people my age doing this. Like what? I thought my mom only did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I thought I had to be like, I, th- I thought, okay, I got till I'm 50 and then, yeah. and then I'll go follow Jesus. But it was crazy because, um, I was so new to my faith and I walked in and I'm listening to guys on stage, you know, in front of a thousand people or whatever it is. This guy's like 20 years old and he's talking about how he, how he, you know, gave his life to Christ and he was battling porn and he was battling, you know, whatever and, yeah. and how God flipped his life. And then another girl hops up there and then she's talking about drug addiction and alcohol and, and all this stuff and how God took and flipped her life. And it's just like, oh my gosh, just, you know, and you're seeing yeah. the, the, I, I mean, it was dude, I, I, if there was a moment that I could say, like, I truly, uh, one of the main moments I've ever felt like the whole, they say the Holy spirit, like you can feel the Holy spirit moving. Yep. That was one of them. Like a hundred percent, dude. Like I was, I was in there and I just felt all tingly and I was like, holy crap, like this is crazy. And I was in awe, man. I I really was. So that moment was super influential in my life. Well, and I got to say like when you've said this before, but, um, Christian music has been a big part of my walk at this point. And yeah, there's some songs that hit me hard. Like right now, Praise by, uh, who is it? Um, Evolution Church or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, praise uh, is one that me and the kids love, and I turn it on, and I can just rock to it. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. And these guys are, you know, it's this group of guys, and they have this huge crowd in like yeah. this church, and they're they're making the music video or whatever, yep. and just it just goes so hard, and it makes me, you know, it, it gives me that feeling of like hope and right. and joy and there hasn't really been a huge time in my life where i understood raising my hands mm. but i'm getting to the point where it's like i see why they do that yeah i always used to think that was more like show right i used to think like oh it's a it's a it's an act you know no you but start i've to been feel it. i've been in those moments dude <laughs> like i've been in those moments where you feel so thankful yeah and you feel so appreciative and it's like it's like I, I I can't do anything else but lift my hands to you. Like right. like I'm like this. You are so much greater than I could ever be. And it's just like a way of it's a way of praising. It's a way of surrendering. It's a way of just giving everything you have to Him and showing, yeah. hey, you are King. You know what I mean? And yeah, my ma, my ma, my ma, dude. I remember growing up. She used <laughs> to just be, she would be like the she'd be waving, <laughs> yeah. she'd be waving in church, and I'd be like, mom, who like when you see our we got a relative in here, like who are you waving at? Um, she she would be <laughs> my ma, dude. dude. So she was so funny. She would do the wave. She would do the she would do like the mid song. She'd start clapping and singing. I mean, it was she was just a rock star. Cute, she was dude. so funny, dude. That's amazing, but I mean, there's there comes a point now in my life where I'm like, I understand, I understand it. Yeah, 
you know yeah for sure yep and i think those uh you know like music has been a huge influence in my life yeah on my walk not even on my walk but just life too yeah where it's like you get the right songs and you could listen to them all day every day right you know and they just they just give you that energy yeah they get you going they give you that the hope um i guess the one last thing i wanted to hit on before we close it out i mean they're we just have to watch out of the people in our lives too yeah. Like current time, we th- we sure. talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. last time, um, the people that we put in our lives right now are influencing our lives on a daily basis, whether you think so or not. Yeah. So the people you surround yourself with <clears throat> is very crucial to how your future is going to be. Right. You know, they say, what is it? You look at the five closest people to you and you're going to be the average of the five. Sure. You know? So if you count that on your hand you can kind of see where your future is going to go. Yeah. You know? And I look at it as, like, realistically, you and I doing this podcast is very influential for the both of us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then you have the people hanging out with us on the other side. Hopefully, we're helping influence and somehow can influence us with a, you know, if if you guys are sending us messages, um, and it truly makes us feel better about what we're doing too so absolutely um just making sure that the people in your lives are the right people right right i'll end it with this i want to give a shout out to uh to my dad and my brother too because just my my brother and my dad they they battled you know my my brother battled drugs and and alcohol Mm -hmm. at a young age um so did my dad and and have you know put their faith in god and overcame that and so that's that's an influence to me right is to see facing adversity and and facing something that's got such a grip on your life and being able to um instead of going at it alone being able to surrender that and, and give it to god and and walk through that with him uh to overcome it really good um so i'm gonna i want to end it we'll land the plane here yeah. Uh, but again, I like channel. I like the challenge you did last week, just kind of th- reflecting on your prayer, prayer life and that sort of thing. So I'm going to challenge you with this. If there are people in your life that have been influential and made a big impact and they don't know it, I encourage you to let them know that. Tag them in the comments, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting some shout outs because of it, I guess. No, but just for just let them know because so the other day I, I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about um, my coaches, you know, and some of the yep. people that have had an impact on my life. And uh, there was one in speci- there one specifically, he was a teacher, uh, but he was also one of our track coaches, and um, he was hard on me. He was hard on me. Um, I made a I made a pretty bad decision when I was probably in like eighth grade and he was a middle school teacher, but I, I think he, yeah, he, he coached high school track, middle school teacher. So when I was in middle school, I made a really dumb decision and he, I'll never forget. He walked up to my, basically leaned over and he said, if that was my kid, I would have kicked your ass. Like flat out said that to me. And I was like, Oh, that was harsh. Like you're like 40 years old. What are you talking about? You know, yeah. but he was, he was upset with me. He was very disappointed in my actions, what I did. And he let me have it. Yeah. Um, and so fast forward, uh, I joined track again. This was after, you know, I started playing soccer and I kind of had this change of mindset of, you know, maybe people are, aren't doing this out of just mm-hmm. them doing it. They're doing it because they love me and they care about me and whatever. So I actually rejoined track and um, had fun with that and, and rebuilt that relationship with, with the team and that sort of thing. Um, he was one of the coaches. And 
the difference in my mindset helped me understand how he was kind of coaching me in life, you know? And so he was very impactful. He was very motivational to me. He was very uplifting to me. He was, he offered constructive criticism about not only just my, uh, not just track in general, but being a man, you know, what a man looked like and discipline and that sort of thing. And so I've never told him that. And so the other day on, on Facebook, I shot him a message and he was like, wow, like that's dude, thank you so much. Like, that's awesome. So good to see you and your family doing well. I knew you had it in you. Yeah. You know, and like, it, it, again, I, I just think it's important that people know that. Yep. So I challenge you. We challenge you. Um, those people that have been influential, let them know. Shoot them a note. Let them know that you appreciate the work that they did in your life um, when maybe you didn't deserve it. Yeah. You know, or, or you were uh, you were in a rough spot or whatever, um, or maybe just being around them. They didn't even know they were influencing you. So they weren't true. even trying to. But but just being around them really shaped you into the person you are. So I challenge. So we're officially landing the plane now. All right. <laughs> yeah. I know I said that before, but we are gonna do it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Next week, I don't know what it'll bring. Yeah. We're just gonna have another conversation. Two dudes, a couple of dudes talking life. Talking you know? life. So uh, that's all we got for you. We hope you have a great week, um, and appreciate you guys rocking with us. Crooked, Crooked sticks, sticks out. out.